Welcome back, lovely listeners, to the Crux of Investing in Finance podcast, a subsidiary of Investonomics Education. My name is Jay, and it's time for another fantastic learning opportunity. Before we're going to start today's show, it's worth mentioning that our Sunday podcasts are primarily video-based. If you'd like to get the full experience, please check out our Investonomics YouTube channel and follow along visually there. Make sure to be the first to access our content by following us on Instagram and Facebook at Investonomics Education. And if you'd like to read these episodes and their supplemental materials, check out the show notes for a link to our shared drive. We also want to emphasize that everything we mention in both our podcasts and YouTube videos are not financial advice. Always use your best judgment and make your own decisions when it comes to selecting investment opportunities. What we do on this show is we simply guide you along the path of personal financial education. Always do your own research when you're investing. Without further ado, thank you very much for tuning in. Now let's get to the show. Let's talk about a topic that investors underestimate, don't fully understand, but is crucial to the success of any investment. That, my friends, is the notion of dollar cost averaging or DCA. Let's consider a hypothetical example. You've just turned 22 and you just started working full-time right out of school and earning enough so that you can save about 25% of your income every single month. One day at work, you receive a phone call from a lawyer who says your rich uncle has passed away and has left you a sizable inheritance, which has been invested in a series of mutual funds over the past 20 years. What would you do in this situation? Most people would consider keeping the mutual fund investments, and this is one way to go about it. Others who understand investing a little bit more deeply, as well as ETFs and MERs, And if you want more information about any of these areas, feel free to check out our Investonomics YouTube channel or any episodes further down that explain all of these. And they will opt out to sell these mutual funds and take the investing matters into their own hands. But what do you do exactly? You have a large lump sum and you aren't sure whether to add it all in one go to a handful of ETFs that you chose that offer a diversified portfolio, or to dollar cost average, which, if you don't know, is adding a set portion of the money in intervals of either weekly, monthly, or annually, and if you're very ambitious, even daily. But this is a tough decision, and the math is tricky and not straightforward to understand. So let's take a look at this in a practical sense. The premise of dollar cost averaging is to lower the price of your investment over time as you add more funds as to increase your overall returns over time. This, of course, reduces your compounding over the full lump sum invested all at once, especially if you take several years to totally invest that lump sum. Dollar cost averaging works like this. Imagine you had $2,000 every month to, to add to your basket of ETFs in the proportions that you've laid out ahead of time. When the price is high that month, you're able to purchase less shares with the same fixed amount of money that you normally contribute. For example, 
if the price is $50 per share and you add $100 to this investment, this buys you two shares. But if the price is low the next month, you can load up on shares and effectively reduce the average price of your investment. So if the price then dropped to $10 from $50, for example, you can now buy 10 shares instead of two for the same ETF or stock as before. Although this is compelling, many argue, and including J.L. Collins, who is not a fan of DCA, that dollar cost averaging is not the way to go about investing a lump sum. They say that if you just plop it in the market and let it earn returns from day one, you will see excess returns over dollar cost averaging, which is done over time while the money used for later months sits on the sidelines and slowly gets eaten away by inflation. And of course, they're right and this makes sense. Although it's valid, we might also be in the position that this is counterintuitive for some people. For example, if you're new to investing and you don't earn a lot of money, putting something like a $500,000 investment into the market and seeing the daily swings will make you feel pretty sick and maybe even lead to panic selling partly or all of the investment at a loss. And we don't want to do that. Instead, if this seems like something you would not be comfortable with, a great alternative is to invest the excess money you won't need while you dollar cost average into the market in risk-free investments such as short-term bonds or a guaranteed investment certificate or GIC in the meantime. This way, you can slowly ease your way to comfort with the size of your investment while not losing the money on the sidelines to inflation or even more important, be tempted to spend it. The beauty of investing from income you earn at a nine to five job is that you're naturally dollar cost averaging anyways. The lump sum is a rare case where you have some extra cash laying around or receive something like an inheritance, but otherwise we tend to have a percentage of our monthly earnings we invest every single month, or we even contribute to them to our entire retirement accounts, which if we're lucky enough might be matched by our employers. Essentially, dollar cost averaging happens every time we are being paid or once monthly based on when you contribute to your tax-free and individual accounts. Overall, the effect of compounding is always on your side if you get into the market early. If you think you can stomach the wild stock market swings, and just remember, over the long run, this all smooths out, it is just the short term that seems wild, you should go all in into a well-diversified ETF portfolio right away. Otherwise, DCA is on your own terms in whatever amount feels comfortable for you and invest the rest in a GIC or a short-term bond as necessary and tack on any additional savings from your earned income to that dollar cost averaging amount to boost your way to financial independence. Thank you for sticking around until the very end of the podcast. As always, if you liked today's episode, please leave us a fair rating and share this content with one friend or family member. It helps the show grow and reach more like-minded people. If you have a moment, we'd love to hear some feedback from you. Leave any questions or comments on our YouTube video or for you podcast listeners out there, send us an email at investment.
gastronomicseducation at gmail.com. Until next time, guys, stay safe out there and have a wonderful day.